0: His morning crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim.
1: Yeah, Mark Hall, America's Fun Dad. Cool Dad.
2: Is that what you call him?
1: That's what the whole world calls him.
2: Lead singer and Fun Dad.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yes. Anyway, or Cool Dad, whatever it is. Cool Dad. Cool Dad, okay. It's like a crawl dad. Well, he it. <laughs> He had to go up into the attic. Everyone loves going to their attic at the house, right?
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Mm.
1: Everyone on the planet
2: loves going up to the attic. everybody.
0: hang out.
1: So he had to go up there for something because somebody's graduating or something like that. Well, he's got a little Insta story that he shared. Listen to this. Oh, uh, it's time to start getting ready for Reagan and Bree's graduation. And our first item up for bid is climbing into the scary attic. Of course, all the guys volunteered this guy to go up, this guy to go up. Which if you're it. like me, you've seen way too many scary movies in your day. So you're smart enough to install a light switch right here before the monsters can get you. Mark, you all right up there? I am good, I am good. It's just a creepy, no big deal. Oh gosh, that's okay, that's <laughs> rude. That's not a problem. Is that thing. And. <laughs> that scarred me for life. <laughs> yeah, he came across these little figures up there. One was okay. Groot
2: from Marvels. Yeah,
1: yeah, what is which it? is which is like a tree like uh, thing. It it's a, a,
2: a tree like okay. thing yeah, from yeah. Marvels <laughs> Galaxies,
1: Guardians, of the, Guardians of the Galaxy. That big yeah. tall tree yeah. thing. Yeah. I am Groot. That guy. And then the uh, creepy puppet from the fifties, uh, Jerry. Uh, it's like a You're yeah. talking about the dummy. Yeah. yeah, hey, hey, Trimble, hey. Dummy. yeah it's not nice.
2: <laughs> That's what you call though. okay, never mind.
1: It's got the <laughs> It's that redheaded one. I mean, yeah, everybody's seeing it. It looks like Richie Cunningham. Ooh, uh,
0: like I have goosebumps.
1: But he's just sitting in the corner like looking. It's, a, it's kind of a creepy thing. Uh uh-huh. huh. So, I think he will set up. I think he'll set up
2: You the think so, okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. But he's he's a cool dad. America's cool dad.
2: America's <laughs> cool dad, Mark Hall, from Casting Crowds. Very
0: brave mm-hmm. to go to the attic.
2: Oh, scary.
0: Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. This Army specialist, Chris Harris, you may remember hearing this in the news because he passed away in August of last year. He was serving in Afghanistan. And it was... Crazy timing because it was just days after he learned that he would be a dad. And there's this awesome video of his entire unit celebrating with him when he found out that he was having a baby girl. They did those um, confetti poppers. And so it's all these tough guys and this pink confetti just flying over them. Cool. And his beautiful daughter, Christian Michelle Harris, was born on March 17th. Chris's entire unit gathered the other day to commemorate this little girl's birth.
1: Just knowing that we could come home to a baby girl, it was was awesome, and when everybody came home, that was the day she was born, so that just made it 10 times better.
0: Losing her dad is obviously so tragic, but having the support of his entire unit as she goes through life will really be priceless for this little girl.
2: That's one thing. My son was was in the army, and those brothers are so together for life. They even get together once a year. So to see these men gather together to make sure that that baby girl is going to be okay for the rest of her life is just so cool.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And the baby is beautiful.
0: I know, she's adorable, and the photos that they took from this event are just stunning with all of the guys from his unit having their hands underneath her and supporting her and her bright eyes. She's just a beautiful little girl.
2: You know she's going to be okay, those guys by her side.
0: Mornings with
2: his Morning Crew. We are privileged to be joined with Jay and Laura LaFoon. You may know them as Marriage Shall we say experts? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. They're the marriage <laughs> experts. I mean, they travel around the country and the world to share tips about marriage in a fun and exciting way, which is what I love about Jay and Laura. And one thing I noticed about Jay, just by following him on Instagram, is that he's really followed in his dad' footsteps. And I'm so sorry to hear what happened to Dad. Just yeah, a was, few
3: months ago. That was a shock, but uh, you know, he was uh, healthy, happy, and and then the next thing we knew, he was in the arms of Jesus. So we're pretty pretty um, pleased with that. You know, we're, we're certainly mourning and grieving and, and, and not happy he's gone, but we're happy he's with the Lord, that's for sure.
2: What are the traits that you would say that are in you from your dad?
3: <laughs> okay, go ahead and make me cry right off the bat. Yeah,
2: uh, we thought we'd get it out of uh, the My
3: dad had a, a little coin. He was in ministry for <laughs> his entire life, and he would give this little coin that said, whatever it takes, and he would give it to, to other ministers that were doing great ministry. And uh, come to find out, because my dad's, I, I'm like my dad. I'm type A driven, uh, you know, hard charging kind of guy, but that, that whatever it takes is from an old song. Um, i trade sunshine for rain heartache for pain, or comfort for pain, if that's what it, it takes yeah. to be more like you. And uh, so that really is, uh, my father was uh, a man who loved Jesus more than anything else. And um, I'll never forget, uh, I'm doing. I'm 16 years old, my parents are going through a rough patch and I'm doing dishes with my mom. That's how bad it was, 16, I'm volunteering <laughs> to do dishes. And I said, Mom, are you and Dad gonna get a divorce? And I literally, before the word divorce got out of my mouth, the, the dish rag hit me in the <laughs> face. And she said, don't ever say that. And I said, why? And she said, because your father loves Jesus more than he loves me. Whew. Yeah, that really was all I needed to know. Um, I, I never questioned their, their marriage again, never questioned their um, faith again. Uh, it, was, it was a very a turning point for me, yeah.
0: This was one of the th- many valleys I'm sure you guys have gone through together as a couple throughout your
4: marriage. But take us back to the beginning. How did you guys meet? We met on a blind date. We did. <laughs> we. Uh, I had uh, my my best one of my best friends was married to someone who knew Jay. Writer. Yep, from Taylor University in Upland, Indiana, and they. He came down to work for Chaz, came to Atlanta, Georgia to work for Chaz. I'm originally from Atlanta. Um, came down to work for Chaz, and they needed him to do something and get out of the house, so they set us up on a blind date. We went to see uh, Atlanta, Braves, a, a baseball Atlanta Braves, Braves baseball game, and what, what the did rest you tell is history. That, you I mom? told my mom the next day I was going to marry him. Really? Oh, After one wow.
3: date with me. That's wow. right. well, what I said, I was I said Jim, eye candy. <laughs> 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 wow, it's that's obvious. That's Ten
4: amazing. days later,
3: I asked her.
2: How many days? Ten. Ten. 10 days later. Yep, 10 wow. days later. Dude, you knew too. Well,
3: you know, I, I, we tell people that we were both out of college. We both knew what we were looking for in a spouse. And we both had hormones raging through us. So it was uh, one of those things that uh, was going to be obvious.
2: <laughs> well, evidently, the marriage is really lasting well. I mean, she can even endure an Instagram post like this from Jay. Oh. Laura got laryngitis. And Jay, you said it was your dream vacation. <laughs> Peace and quiet. It was. Was, it was wonderful. We just sat on the beach. Was, you know, she didn't have to talk.
3: It was great.
2: <laughs> Jay and Laura LaFoon, the marriage experts, are along with us this morning. We'll have more with them coming up in just a bit.
0: Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. We're
2: spending time with Jay and Laura LaFoon this morning. They are the marriage experts. We just heard from them about 20 minutes ago. And so we thought, since the marriage experts are in the house that we would test their expertise on when it comes to (laughs) marriage.
3: So you're going to tell us about your
2: marriage and we're going to tell you what's wrong? No, (laughs) no, 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 no. no. We're going to have a round of questions and see how you answer. Okay. All right, so here we go.
0: It's wedding season, so these are all about weddings, Okay. So nothing nothing personal yet, anyway. So in the 1500s, why was June the most popular month to get married?
4: In the 1500s? So it wasn't here in
3: America. It had to be in Europe. Um, Because it
4: was sunshiny and not rainy.
3: I have in no In England.
4: Idea.
3: No. <laughs> wrong.
4: Because
0: people took their
4: annual baths in May.
3: Oh, my goodness.
4: And they smelled better in oh. June. Oh, didn't oh, think 1,500. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Their Lord. annual bath. Oh, I missed mine. <laughs> Testing the wedding trivia of oh Jay God. and Laura LaFoon. Here's your next question. What does it mean if a cat sneezes on the day before a wedding. You've got the wrong pet. <laughs> <laughs> There's that.
4: The cat sneezes on the, on the day, day. Are you not a cat wedding. person?
3: I am not a cat person, don't. No. <laughs> and we have one living in our house. With our daughter has a cat, but,
4: Um, uh, it means that you're gonna have three children. Close.
2: <laughs> <laughs> The bride will be lucky in her marriage.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, so the bride will be lucky in her marriage. There you go. Okay, next question for Jay and Laura LaFoon.
0: What do people throw instead of rice at Czech newlyweds?
2: Uh, at
0: Czech newlyweds. I
3: actually had a girl ask if we could throw corn because she was from Kansas. <laughs> and I said, sure, because I'm an ordained minister and have married some people. I said, it's lucky you're not from uh, New Hampshire,
2: which is the granite state. Oh. Yeah, that, um, okay, I don't yeah. know. Potatoes. Oh. There Potatoes. you go. Potatoes. You gonna stick uh, peas. with potatoes? Peas. peas, okay, there you go. We peas. are
4: really bad at these <laughs> marriage questions.
2: <laughs> they saw the answer there. That's why they said <laughs> peas. Okay, last question. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> what goes what does Greek culture say brides should tuck in their gloves? What oh, a tissue or a hanky?
4: Something blue.
2: What would you say? I said a tissue S- or a hanky, yeah. Is it something blue or tissue or no, a No, that's her. Something blue. Well,
4: I think we have to I think we have to come to an agreement. Yeah, blue, a, a, blue, a, blue a, a blue hankie. Hankie.
2: a blue hanky. <laughs> a blue hanky. A blue hanky. Sugar cubes. To, to sweeten, sweeten their, their unions. unions. Isn't that nice? Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs>
3: Do you know that it was Queen Victoria who wore the first white dress to the wedding? Prior to that, they wore black dresses because those were considered, <laughs> those were considered more elegant.
4: But wow. Oh. So you do know some stuff. Yeah, I, Only I knew because this. he watched The Royal Wedding. I was oh. forced to watch
3: The Royal Wedding. Okay. Let's be
2: clear. <laughs> I thought he turned in his man card. Yeah. <laughs> Jay and Laura LaFoon spending time with us this morning on his radio.
3: More than just pretty voices. They
2: call themselves edutainers when it comes to marriage and advice. It's Jay and Laura LaFoon that's spending time with us this morning. So grateful for you guys, making the trip from Michigan. Yes. Lansing, Michigan is home for you. Close to Lansing, yes. We love Michigan. It's got four distinct seasons,
3: and we're rolling into our favorite
2: season, which is yes, summertime. Yes, summer. Which is nice and cool during it's the summer. Perfect. My yeah. wife's from there, so I, okay. I understand Michigan pretty well. So we have a few people that have asked questions, needing some advice when it comes to their marriage.
0: Yeah, the first one is from Sarah. She says, I'm getting married this summer, and I need to know how to make sure my marriage lasts.
3: Well, I would say, uh, learn how to forgive. I, I learn how to forgive, because uh, as uh, Billy Graham's wife said, "Marriages, great marriages, are made of two great forgivers." And uh, for those of us that know Christ, we understand what forgiveness means, and that—that's what you, I mean. That, that doesn't sound like a real good, oh, romantic tidbit, but that's really.
4: Well, and I'm not going to give a romantic tidbit either. I'm going to give a very practical tool. One of the things mm-hmm. that we encourage. All couples to do and get it in your schedule right now, even before you get married, is to spend 15 minutes of uninterrupted conversation a day. Just no, no,
3: devices, uh, no, no TV. devices, no
4: kids, no, just sit and talk about your day and just, you know, not like deep, dark secrets, but, you know, chit chat. Just, hey, how was your day? How Connect. did it, you know, and, and, establishing that early on in your marriage will make that a great habit for later on when those hard times come. Because they will come! Which I'm
0: sure <laughs> that advice sounds kind of weird to somebody who's been single because you're like, 15 minutes, that's
4: nothing. But the longer you're married and the busier you right. get and the kids that come and along. And I want to talk to him because we're so connected. Well, <laughs> well, wait till life hits, honey. It won't right? <laughs> so I true. shared
3: this with a friend of mine who'd been married about 10 years and had two kids. He said, 15 minutes. Can I just ask her one
2: question and let her talk the whole time? And I said, "Yeah,
3: that's <laughs> all it takes. Listening. As long as you're
2: listening, that's right." <laughs> it's Jane and Laura LaFoon with us this morning. Some sound marriage advice. Here is Julie, and here's what she writes: "My husband spends hundreds of dollars a month on a fancy gym membership. I know it's good for his health, but it's so expensive. Should I tell him my feelings about it?" I would say yes. I mean, you've got to do
3: it in the right in the right time, in the right way, in the right. M- with the right motivation, uh, one of the things that we've learned is to always ask the question: What's fair? What's fair to our marriage? You know, it, this might be good for you, and or or this might be good for me, but what's fair for our marriage? What makes sense for this money in our budget? Uh, I would make sure that he's fed and he's well rested before you tell him.
4: <laughs> the feelings, cause that's
3: pretty key for us, Matt. <laughs> but well, I would say, like does it, it
4: fit into your budget? And if it does fit in your, if it fits in your budget, and it's not a hardship, then what's the? I mean, it. It's good for him. It's good for his health. It's, I mean, gym is a good place to go. Um, we don't happen to go there, but, you know. We, hey, yeah, we do. We I'm go to Alma College. Kidding. Yeah, but ours isn't <laughs> expensive. But So if it fits in the budget, I wouldn't really worry about But if it's causing hardship on the budget, then I think you do have to sit down and talk about it. And like Jay said, make sure he's well it. Or are your feelings
3: just, I'm jealous that I can't spend this money and on something And what are you else. spending
4: money on? That's the question I always have to ask because, you know, he spends lots of money on golf clubs. And I'm like, well, I'm sure I spend money on Makeup that Apple are watches. Yes. Too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, last question. My wife is amazing, but she's not a good cook. <laughs> and I'm a pretty picky eater. How do we make it through mealtimes without her feelings getting hurt or my stomach turning? Hungry for advice, Mark. No, oh, this, this
3: was Jay easy. laughs this right was off. The easy. Okay, dude, cook yourself. Okay? <laughs> cook yourself or cook together. This is one of the things we love to do now that we're empty nesters. We cook together. And it's like it's like we're dancing in the kitchen. It's a it's one Wonderful um, connecting time.
4: And I wasn't a good cook. I mean, I grew up in a home with a father who was ill, and so my mom worked full time. So I made most dinners in my teenage years. But it was always the same thing. We had this on Monday night, this on Tuesday night. On so that's what happened when we got married. Was I would cook the same thing over and over and over <laughs> again. And it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't that I was a bad cook. It was just I was a boring cook. Yes. And so then we started watching the Food Network which was really fun and then we started cooking together and now we cook a lot and there's certainly like he's in charge of the grill he's in charge of anything that has meat he that's his thing I do the salads or the veggies or what so we kind of have this so maybe the answer to the question is maybe, maybe you start by saying hey how about we cook this tonight together and you do your research beforehand, so you got the right recipe and all that kind of stuff. That like,
3: one seemed pretty simple to me. I mean, dude, <laughs> if you don't like her cooking, start
2: helping her cook, you know? Cooking Channel. So, Rachel Ray or Paula Deen?
3: Uh, uh, well,
4: you know, I'd love to say Paula Deen because she's Southern and she l- uses a lot of butter. <laughs> but probably I probably shouldn't eat her. I would
3: say Barefoot Contessa.
4: Yeah, we do Barefoot Contessa and... Uh, we like Guy Fieri, Triple D. dinosaur Dragons, and Guys, Crusher,
2: Games. <laughs> Jay and Laura LaFoon spending some time with us. They're going to be coming here in the fall, by the way, so we'll keep you up to date on that. It's his morning crew right here on his radio. Okay.
3: Okay, that's it. Mornings with his morning crew.
2: Our marriage edutainers that are in the house, it is Jay and Laura LaFoon. Don't know if you caught it like 20 minutes ago, but they were giving some really sound advice to a lot of people who have written in. We're getting some texts this morning on that as well.
0: Brooke texted. She says, what do you do when your husband chooses to leave your marriage because he has lost hope for the marriage and believes it's better for you to not be married and chooses to live selfishly, especially when God has given you a new vision and hope for your marriage?
2: Oh, man.
4: That one's really hard because it sounds like he's already left. That makes it very difficult. Um, It's not not without hope, um, but this is one of those times where you, I don't want to say the only answer, but the best answer is to just get on your knees and pray because he's left already. Men can be reasoned with, I would say, much more sorry ladies than we can be, Um, but... Yeah.
3: At this point, that's all you can do because you can't change him. I mean, th- this is one of the things you have to learn in marriage is that I can't change my spouse. Uh, my spouse can't change me, um, but prayer can change anything. And I don't want that to sound trivial. I don't want that to sound trite. Uh, there are times in life when that's all we can do. And I think most of us have been there with whether it's a family situation, a job situation. And uh, Brooke, I, I feel for you. Um
4: we have seen them. Hap- we have seen marriages who, w- where they've already, they're separated or divorced, and they've they've reconciled. So it's not without, you know, not without the realm of possibility, but.
3: And I would say keep communication lines mm-hmm. open. Uh, don't don't badger him, don't hound him, but you know, be there and say, hey, can we talk? Can we have a cup of coffee, and see if you can reestablish that that connection.
2: Yeah, Jay and Laura, they do these ultimate date nights. It's like laughter and all this other stuff because you're marriage entertainers. And you were just saying moments ago to us that you saw a marriage actually mm-hmm. come back together.
4: Yes, we did. We had a marriage um, in Michigan. We had a young lady, um, or a, a, a woman who's they were in divorce. Um, and she came to the date night because she was there as a sponsor, and she listened to our show. She said she cried through the whole show.
3: Hmm. And, and that then, laughter cry, because we, we make that happen <laughs> a lot, too.
4: And then she uh, she bought all of our books and DVDs, and she went over to her ex-husband's house and said, we've got to make this work. And um, That was in March, and she and her husband are back together again and came to our conference at Mackinac Island in Michigan just in May, together. That's amazing. Hmm.
2: That's
3: so cool. So don't underestimate the Holy Spirit and the power that He can work in your marriage.
4: That
0: is great advice. And now we got a text from someone who says, my husband's not a very good listener, and when we talk, everything falls into an argument. What should I do so the conversation stays civilized?
3: I'm sorry. Would you repeat that, please? That, <laughs> now, what, you weren't we,
4: listening uh, to me. I wasn't
3: on. <laughs> now, we we still even struggle with this after 33 years of marriage because men and women communicate differently men talk about facts and activities and women talk about people and feelings
4: yes just last night we were having a conversation and all of a sudden he's not answering me he's listening to rob's message on his phone i'm like um, excuse me we were just having a conversation and he came and goes i'm sorry i'm really sorry i'm sorry i'm like put your phone down and finish this conversation and so really i would say to this listener make sure your husband is looking at you eyeball to eyeball and doesn't have a phone or a device or anything in his hand and he's not hungry and have those conversations on a this is you know, earlier we were talking about having that 15 minutes of uninterrupted <clears> conversation. <throat> That's why this is so important. Because if you already have that established in your marriage, you will have those times where you can have that 15 minutes looking eyeball to eyeball and um, maybe it won't fall into arguments all the time.
2: Dude, well, I, get in, I get in trouble every time the phone's in my hand oh. and we're talking.
4: And those email notifications just drive me crazy. Yeah, it's like, oh, right? I got an email. Oh, I got an email. Oh, I got an email. <laughs> yeah, and
2: Jay mentioned something about being hungry. Yes. <laughs> you know, ladies,
3: it's true. Um, we have a, a term in our home, others use it. It's called hangry. I'm not, I'm getting so hungry that I'm kind of getting irritated and angry. And uh, uh, for us men, um, we, we're very simple, and so we, we need to be fed and, and then talk to us, make sure we're happy. Um, so, uh, yeah, really looking in the eyeball is very, very important. And uh, in this day and age, that's tough when you've got devices in your hands.
2: Sure is. Jay and Laura LaFoon spending some time with us here on his radio. Heard about the ultimate date night with Jay and Laura LaFoon. We'll tell you more about that coming up in just a bit because they're going to be coming to the the area in the fall.
3: Rob, Allison, and Jim.
2: Jay and Laura LaFoon. They are marriage edutainers. They are funny, and they hit you right in the heart. I mean, the marriage advice that we got earlier was just so sound and so good. So, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> 33,
3: 33 years of Paying
2: the dumb tax. <laughs> wow.
3: That's all it is. It's thirty-three years of me paying the dumb tax. I'm telling
2: you, check out the video replay because you'll see some of that. HisRadio.com, <laughs> Apple TV, Roku, and the His Radio TV app. Okay, something has been pretty significant in Jay's life.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you remember this, Jay, but we had a conversation last fall and you were telling me about your DNA test results, and you actually inspired <laughs> us to do it on the air. So really? we all took the test. Okay. Did the swab and, we, and everything. Uh-huh. And you um, really upset my mom <laughs> because she found out she's not Irish. She's actually <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Scandinavian. But you found out something interesting about your heritage when you
3: did Well, yours. I've got this red complexion, and when I tan, I don't tan. I get more red. And so I, I was always told by my family that I had American Indian in my background. And I'm like, that's cool, you know, that's great, but I wanted to find out because people would always say, you're so red, you look sunburned, oh my goodness, you look... And so I did the test and I'm actually black Irish. And black Irish is the ruddy red complexion of like a red-headed Irishman, but with dark curly hair. So, yeah, that was. Uh, now I get to tell everyone I'm Black Irish and <laughs> say things like Guinness, I guess.
0: <laughs> and Laura, I remember you said,
4: I said, oh, that would be a fun gift to give someone. And you said, no, no. I'd rather have jewelry. <laughs> no, exactly. He wanted that for his birthday. And so then he was like, his birthday's in October, mine's in December. He goes, do you want it for your birthday? I'm like, no, I want jewelry, flowers, money. I don't want to figure out what my DNA is. I'll do that on my own, not as a gift. That's just.
3: Yeah, that'll to come out of the budget apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So have you Get done for- it?
4: Not yet, but okay. I'm thinking about doing it because we were talking about that this weekend. What our our um, where we live is a big uh, Scottish festival over Memorial Day, and so it's Scottish and Irish. And so he was all like, "Ooh, I could get a kilt, and I could oh yeah, you wear a kilt. Let me see that." <laughs> but I was nudge, like,
3: you know, maybe, nudge, maybe, wink, I do kind of
4: to, maybe I do kind of want to know what my DNA is, but I don't want it for Mother's Day, birthday, Christmas. I'm just gonna get it and do it. Her so love language is this. gifts, so okay. you
3: know you don't want to Some give a DNA lame for a gift. gift.
2: <laughs> Okay, so has it changed, Jay, has that changed your life, knowing that in your DNA, there's Black Irish? Has it changed my life? Yeah, I mean, Um, any connections with anybody? Not really, no, I... uh,
4: But our family, we're starting to look at the rest of his family, and they're going, oh, well, yeah, we can see that now. See,
3: my uncle's traced the name Lafoon because that's quite a unique name. He's traced that back to three Frenchmen who... Came from France to Kentucky. Well, I've got very, very little French blood in me, but my last name is Lafoon. So, go figure. Wow. That that's changed my life. I always thought I was French. And I that, <laughs> that's why I could cook so well, but apparently not. No, <laughs> no, no.
2: Mornings with his morning crew. Jay and Laura Lafoon has been spending time with us. They they call themselves marriage edutainers. Because not only are they really knowledgeable on, on marriage, but they educate you through entertainment, which is so cool. You make us laugh and everything. Yeah, We've had a small taste of that this morning.
3: Well, <laughs> that's, our, that's our objective. When we started doing marriage ministry, we, we knew we weren't going to be talking heads. We knew that we, we had been in youth ministry. So now basically we do youth ministry with married people. And yeah, so right? it's fun, engaging, a lot of humor, a lot of energy. And um, we throw a little music in there, and uh, it's, a, it's a great night of fun. And you get to learn about marriage,
4: and it does say in the Bible, laughter does like good medicine. So that's the best thing for your marriage is laughter.
3: I find there's nothing more attractive, and I'm dead serious about this, than sitting next to your spouse and hearing them laugh. Mm. That is just that. that there's such a, a draw there when you when you hear your spouse
2: laugh because it's a connecting. It's it's a it's a way to connect. So one thing we're going to learn this morning is how synced up Jay and Laura Lafoon really are. <laughs>
0: Yes, oh, no. I'm going to start my game show. Oh, oh, no. no. Jay and <laughs> Laura synced up on the count of three. Say the first thing in each category that comes to mind. Category number one. Chocolate candy. Three, two, one. Yummy.
2: Yes.
4: <laughs> they both started with Y.
2: <laughs> you said yummies. I yummy. said yummy. Yeah. And what did you? I what, said yes. You said just yes. <laughs> yes, because it, it's chocolate, it's, it's or, uh, <laughs> That's No, no, good. no.
4: Chocolate. Uh, <laughs> this is Mrs. And Choc- They both started with Y, so we're pretty close. <laughs> yep. Yummy, that was and yes. Good. Yep. That was
0: very good. All right, here's the next category: superhero. Three, two, one. Superman. Superman. They both oh, nice. say they're pretty yeah. synced up. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. The next category is best sports. Are Jay and Laura synced up?
2: Golf. golf. Oh, I was I was say, like, you're supposed to wait. <laughs> dude. Oh, wait. I did. I'm sorry. I wasn't,
4: I wasn't listening. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh. I did it. All right. What three, two, one. Golf. I was going to say NFL football. Uh. <laughs> play or watch. See, the best one to play would be golf. Golf best, best one to watch be is football. NFL football so I would go that. Oh, wow. You so, guys okay. are so. There
2: insane. is one more. But one more. remember, Jay, you I'll have wait, to wait
4: three, says, three two,
0: seconds. Two, one. He got so excited.
2: <laughs> It's like listening to my wife. I'm not sure I
3: can
0: do that. Okay, sorry. All right. Favorite date spot. Three, two, one. Golf, golf course. course. No, look at yes. that. Nice. Got that one. Amazing. Where did this love of golf come from? Uh...
3: It's just, in Michigan, in the summertime, I mean, you want to be outside all summer in Michigan. And so uh, golf is the perfect sport to do that. And uh,
4: We have lots of golf courses around us. And my, I grew up with my dad playing golf. My brother plays golf. I never did until I met Jay. And
3: But she's a great athlete and learned it really quickly. And it's just something we can do together that's not work. I mean, we, we live together. We sleep together. We eat together. We work together. Apparently, I signed up for that. But uh, <laughs> golf is something that we can do together that is not involving work.
2: That is so great. We love it. Jay and Laura Lafoon, thanks for the time. Our Our pleasure. pleasure. Yeah. They even sing up there and (laughs) sink, don't they? (laughs) That's pretty cool. Hey, be watching our His Radio app for the announcement of when Jay and Laura LaFoon are coming this fall. It's going to be so good with the ultimate date night with Jay and Laura LaFoon.
0: Mornings with
2: his morning crew.
0: We're going to be studying the Psalms all week long. I want to read Psalm 1014 for you. You, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and take it in hand. The victims commit themselves to you, and you are the helper of the fatherless. Doesn't it seem as though the bad guys often have an easy life and get away with lawlessness while the good guys often struggle just to survive and get through life? Well, David understood that frustration as well. Although he was anointed king as a teenager, he spent much of his 20s running and hiding from the ungodly and wicked King Saul. On many occasions, David could have ended his own misery by killing Saul, but he chose to do the right thing and spared his life. It can be difficult to watch the wicked of this world prosper while justice seems to escape the good and steadfast. Anticipate by faith and trust with sanctified gladness God's final verdict and victory over all inequity, corruption, cruelty, and every evil misdeed. This is from the new devotional, 10 Minutes in the Word. We're going through Psalms, and again, you can win that right now.
2: If you go to our Instagram page, at his radio, that's our Instagram page, that's where you can win it. Just leave a a comment, and we'll see by the end of the week if you pick up one of those books that you can win off our Instagram page. 10 Minutes in the Word, Psalms. His morning crew, Jim, has the opportunity to share yet another catch story with you.
1: Yes, I'm going to take you to America's Got Talent, which is what you think about when you think about
2: cats. (laughs) Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, there's um, Svetlana and Marina. They came on there, and they had a little uh, talent they wanted to share. And uh, of course, this is how it went down.
0: We train cats. Cats? Yes, cats. Why? (laughs) How many? Uh, ten cats and one dog. Wow! Yeah. That poor dog. <laughs> 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 poor
1: dog? Is that what he said? <laughs> yes. Now you think, cats, you can't train cats. Dogs you can train because they just want to please master. Cats are like, hey, you do the trick. I'm going to lay down over here. You know, it's just your typical personality. So
2: what did they what did they train these cats to do?
1: They trained these cats as if they were dogs. And they totally shocked everybody, and I've never seen cats do this myself. But they did things like, like dogs normally do. Like they had this... Uh, Well, they hit this actually a dog can't do this one trick. They have these holes up, you know, suspended uh-huh. and the cat will like crawl along it underneath. Dogs, I don't, I don't know.
2: parallel oh, really? bars are my like, favorite. Parallel bars. They do parallel bars? Yeah, and
1: it, it kind of like shimmy across there with his run. cat front.
0: muscles his body over them. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry, but I've never seen a dog do this, Jim. I know. I said
1: dogs can't even do that. Oh, can't do that. No, 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 okay. no. no. I'm parallel bars are not <laughs> dogs' <the> thing. <laughs> but um, but they like have this little, uh, kind of like a barrel, but it's not a barrel. It would just Kind of push it along like dogs do. Hey, look at me, Master. There's cats doing it and they were jumping over each other. Wow. It's crazy.
2: And you saw this on America's Got Talent?
1: Yeah, I was like the next contestant coming in, so I was
2: I'm watching from sure backstage.
1: You
0: did they make it through the next level?
1: Yes. Yes,
0: they did. <laughs> are they going to Vegas?
1: They are.
0: <laughs> oh, you're going to be there, aren't you? Oh, uh,
1: yeah.
2: I well, wonder if they were on when Bonehampton was on.
1: I don't know. Let's ask them. We should. Yeah. Because he would have loved this.
2: He would have loved this? Is that what you said?
1: <laughs> yeah. They got a standing ovation, of course. is that right. incredible?
2: Okay. Quite <sighs> amazing. Well, yet another cat story yeah. said and done with uh, Uncle Jim. What kind of cat hangs out in your house?
4: House cat.
2: What kind of cat hangs out in the alley? What kind
1: of cat is a chocolate candy bar? It's a kitty cat.
0: Yeah. What kind of cat are
4: you? What kind of cat are you? Tell me, tell me true. What kind of cat are you? I'll give you those clues.
0: What kind of cat are you? Rob, Allison, and Jim. Maurice Adams Jr. is just eight years old. He was in the car with his mom driving through their Georgia town when he spotted an elderly woman who needed some help getting up a s- flight of stairs. So, Maurice asked his mom if he could help, so she quickly pulled over. He jumped out of the car and ran to help the woman. Another person caught it all on video and posted it to Facebook, and of course, it's going crazy viral. That is cool. Isn't he sweet?
2: He is sweet. Just helping her go right up those stairs? Is that at a park or something?
0: I guess so, or in front of a house or something. But yeah, they're just driving along, and he's like, I need to help that woman. Good for
1: him. He's got his little hand on her back. It's so cute. Oh. She seems so appreciated also.
0: Jim, do you get people like this? All myself? the time,
1: people are <laughs> stopping
0: and, and
2: helping
1: me. <laughs> helping Jim cross the road. Picking me up off the ground, whatever the situation Why well, I
2: get him his coffee at Starbucks as he's just <laughs> feebly sitting down in the chair trying to get up.
0: I can't see.
2: Wow. Yeah, thanks thanks for bringing that up. Hey, anytime. You know, we're just here to serve.
0: Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim.
2: While
1: we're all living our boring, mundane lives.
2: Speak for yourself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) While I'm living my boring, mundane lives, Spencer McCullough, a Denver entrepreneur, is, is making history. Oh. Yeah, man, if I could be this guy. He, uh... He just broke the uh, world record uh, for the tallest ever stack of waffles.
0: <laughs> huh? It must be pretty tall. Are you guys floored? I am. Wow, I'm riveted.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, of course, this reporter, you would think that the helicopters be everywhere, you know, and, mm-hmm. and reporters. But one reporter showed up. <laughs> she said on her Twitter account, you know when you get a press release to cover a Guinness World like, Record attempt for the tallest stack of waffles and expect to be some big commercial thing and then it's just a guy's house. <laughs> she,
0: goes, she, goes, even his friends.
1: she said this is so much better. <laughs> on the front door on a, on a legal pad he wrote, waffle world record attempt around back.
2: No way. <laughs> oh, that's, that's funny.
1: And, uh, but they even had a surveyor, I mean a land surveyor, kind of guy. he had the little laser scanner. Uh-huh. To, to make it official. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you? How tall do you think it would be?
2: I don't know, six feet. Mm. Ten
1: feet. Mm. Twenty? <laughs> Sixty-seven centimeters.
0: That's it? <laughs> what?
1: Which is twenty-six point three seven eight inches. <laughs> that sounds this pretty puny. Six so does. is
0: that the record? It's the record. You guys be, it used to
1: be fifty-one.
0: We can break that. You would think?
1: Yeah. But you, you can just hear the excitement. That they had. What was that? <laughs> the, the guy was holding a plate with a waffle in it, and then he saw the stack falling, so he dropped the plate and try to To go save the stack? Yeah, yeah, Blade plate was uh, demolished. S- so
2: that mean it wasn't broken? Or he did break it? it
1: well, he broke the plate, but he also broke the record. <laughs> and the record, okay. Yes. Isn't that exciting?
2: Wow. <laughs> Woo! I can't <laughs> wait to try to attempt it. A His morning crew attempt at a world record <laughs> of waffles.
1: They had, they had to eat the waffles, too. It can't be just waffles. Oh, well, we've out.
0: got you, Jim. Yeah. Well, no we had a
1: crowd.
3: They had a crowd. <laughs> I'm sure. Rob, Allison, and Jim. When
0: Sherry Ross was just 16, she woke up one morning with swollen ankles and puffy eyes. So she went to the doctor and she received some devastating news. She had a rare disease that was attacking her kidneys. Over the next six years, she went through so many medical struggles, including dialysis and two kidney transplants. And through it all, she stayed in school, trying to reach her goal of earning a degree, but sometimes battling those health issues and handling homework was just too much. And me being me, I decided to stay in school and try to push through it, but I ended up with like a 1.73 like GPA, which was not enough to come back, so I was academically dismissed.
4: All I said, no sir, no man. we we're not giving up today. A couple of years ago, we didn't think we are going to get this far, but by the grace of God, we're here.
0: Her mom was her biggest supporter, as you can hear. Sherry has now earned her law degree, she'll be taking the bar exam in July and she's looking for jobs across the country but we hope she'll stay in Durham
2: yeah (laughs) almost sounds like a Bob Goff to me very similar to his story on a way that he was able to persevere through law law school like that
0: awesome
1: yeah it reminds me of how I overcome every morning coming in here
2: (laughs) it's got nothing to do with the bar exam dude
1: oh yeah it feels like it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> really? You feel like you're in law? Yeah. More than just pretty voices. Kenny lives in Asheville, and he just completed a very long walk. I'm talking really long. From the Outer Banks of North Carolina all the way to Clingman's Dome in western North Carolina. Uh, it's the Mountain to the Sea Trail. It's about 1,100 miles long. 1,175 miles, as a matter of fact. I didn't even know this trail existed. I want to do it. So Kenny caps is his name and 2 years ago he was told he has stage 2 multiple myeloma which happens to be a bone cancer and went through all the treatment of it one of the things the doctors told him is that he has to stop running because he has legions on his bones you see he runs ultramarathons and he loves running those ultramarathons and he didn't want to stop and he's going through this whole battle of cancer right now and so he decided to do that plus 1100 mile walk not just for himself but for others, and he started what he calls the Throwing Bones Run. You only have so many opportunities to do things that are monumental in life. I hope that they'll be inspired to do something themselves. He was on uh, at WLOS ABC 13 saying those statements. And he's raising funds for cancer research and patient assistance. And so he's hopeful to inspire others and his kids as well because he's a dad and a husband and he wants to be around a very long time for his kids and their grandchildren one day.
0: Yeah, I'd call this monumental walking across the whole state of North Carolina. Isn't that Impressive.
2: Amazing, yeah.
1: And and where's he at in the journey? I mean, he's is, done. He is done. Yeah. Okay. Wow.
2: All the way to Klingman's Dome. Yeah, amazing.
1: Impressive. Almost as impressive as I am. <laughs> I'm just <was> kidding. <laughs> I just want to throw myself in there.
2: Yeah. You usually do. <laughs> it's my chance. That. It's my chance. <laughs> this chance to try to overshadow Kenny in his walk. Oh, I could never do that.